This is Macro Horizons Morning Musings. I'm Ian Lingen, here to bring you our thoughts from the trading desk for Thursday, April 23rd. Welcome to BMO COVID-19 Insights. Visit bmocm.com COVID-19 for more up-to-the-minute insights. The views expressed here are those of the participants and not those of BMO Capital Markets, its affiliates, or subsidiaries. It's an important day in the Treasury market insofar as we get an updated release of initial jobless claims. The consensus is looking for 4.5 million. Now, this is down slightly from last week's 5.245 million, but nonetheless at astonishing levels and consistent with the fallout from the pandemic. The Treasury market has become immune to some extent to the dismal economic data, and we saw that once again during the overnight session. Ten-year yields remain in a very tight range between 60 and 65 basis points, and we saw very weak PMIs out of Europe, Germany, France, and the UK in particular. Not only did the manufacturing gauges underperform estimates, but the service PMIs also showed a very weak reading in the month of April. This dynamic is consistent with investors' willingness to write off the first half of 2020 in favor of moving forward under the assumption that the lows for risk assets are already in place. Whether this ends up being the case remains to be seen, although for the time being, the emphasis remains on the staged reopening of the U.S. economy. While the resumption of a fully functioning economy in the U.S. is still weeks away, the data from this mid-virus period is being heavily discounted at the moment and we expect it will ultimately be shelved until later in 2020. Here's the logic. We know that there's going to be a big drop in real GDP, and it's going to be so large that investors will lack the context until we see the rebound in the second half of the year. So, for example, imagine a situation in which Q2 drops 25% in real GDP terms. If we get 23% of that back in the third quarter, then investors will have a better sense of the lingering damage that has been done to the U.S. economy from COVID-19. Until such a point when investors have a better sense of the magnitude of any eventual bounce, the range trading thesis will remain our core assumption in the Treasury market. The durability of the bid for risk assets has been impressive, so much so that we find it difficult to fade at this moment. That is outside of any tactical short-term play. The momentum profile in the S&P 500 shows stochastics have retraced from overbought conditions and while still extreme, have worked off some of the urgency for any corrective downtrade. In light of the absence of any economic data that market participants are willing to trade, the investor sentiment that one can glean from the performance of domestic equities is going to continue to provide meaningful information in terms of trading the treasury market. Following our publication of estimates for the Treasury Department's looming funding gap of $4.3 trillion, we had an astute client ask how long before the U.S.'s credit rating gets downgraded. The intuition is sound. Ballooning deficit spending, whether monetized or not, will materially increase the U.S.'s debt-to-GDP ratio. This is a traditional gauge of a sovereign's implied creditworthiness. The U.S. has experienced a downgrade before in August 2011, and that was by S&P. So there's historical grounding for this risk. However, that episode was in the midst of a debt ceiling debate, 
and the US was dinged not on its ability to repay treasuries, but the willingness given the political landscape at the time. As long as the US Treasury Department continues to borrow in dollars, the dollar remains the global reserve currency, and the US can print dollars, the ability to service the massive spike in treasury issuance won't be in question. This isn't to suggest another downgrade couldn't occur the next time the debt ceiling comes into play, especially given the political fallout certain to follow the pandemic. Nonetheless, given the current sovereign debt and foreign exchange environment, the absolute level of debt denominated in local currency, i.e. US dollars, will not present a binding constraint for the US's credit rating. For that context and a treasury market that remains very well within a definable range, we will be looking at data beyond the initial jobless claims print, particularly new home sales. While housing and the real estate market has historically been an important store of wealth for the US consumer, given the upheaval created by the coronavirus and its impact on the labor force, there are obvious downside risks. The flip side is, of course, the Fed has dropped policy rates and is back in buying mortgage-backed securities, which should ultimately pressure mortgage rates lower, thereby supporting housing. And given its relevance to the wealth effect, the health of the real estate market is surely on the mind of monetary policy officials as well. And with that, this is Ian Lingen signing off. Stay safe, tune in, and stop out. Thanks for listening to Macro Horizons. Please visit us at bmocm.com backslash macrohorizons. We'd love to hear what you thought of today's episode. So please email me directly with any feedback at ian.lingen at bmo.com. Thanks for listening. You can subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. For more insights, visit bmocm.com slash COVID-19. This podcast has been prepared with the assistance of employees of Bank of Montreal, BMO Nesbitt Burns, Inc., and BMO Capital Markets Corporation. Together, BMO. Notwithstanding the foregoing, this podcast should not be construed as an offer or the solicitation of an offer to sell or to buy or subscribe for any particular product or services, including, without limitation, any commodities, securities, or other financial instruments. We are not soliciting any specific action based on this podcast. It is for the general information of our clients. It does not constitute a recommendation or a suggestion that any investment or strategy referenced herein may be suitable for you. It does not take into account the particular investment objectives, financial conditions, or needs of individual clients. Nothing in this podcast constitutes investment, legal, accounting, or tax advice, or a representation that any investment or strategy is suitable or appropriate to your unique circumstances or otherwise constitutes an opinion or a recommendation to you. BMO is not providing advice regarding the value or advisability of trading in commodity interests, including futures contracts and commodity options or any other activity, which would cause BMO or any of its affiliates to be considered a commodity trading advisor under the U.S. Commodity Exchange Act. BMO is not undertaking to act as a swap advisor to you or in your best interests, and you, to the extent applicable, will rely solely on advice from your qualified independent representative in making hedging or trading decisions. This podcast is not to be relied upon in substitution for the exercise of independent judgment. You should conduct your own independent analysis of the matters referred to herein, together with your qualified independent representative, if applicable. BMO assumes no responsibility for verification of the information in this podcast. No representation or warranty is made as to the accuracy or completeness of such information, and BMO accepts no liability whatsoever for any loss arising from any use of or reliance on this podcast. BMO assumes no obligation to correct or update this podcast. This podcast does not contain all information that may be required to evaluate any transaction or matter, and information may be available to BMO and or its affiliates that is not reflected herein. 
BMO and its affiliates may have positions, long or short, and affect transactions or make markets, insecurities mentioned herein, or provide advice or loans to, or participate in the underwriting or restructuring of the obligations of, issuers and companies mentioned herein. Moreover, BMO's trading desks may have acted on the basis of the information in this podcast. For full legal disclosure, please visit bmocm.com legal. To access our full disclosures for equity research reports, please visit researchglobal0.bmocapitalmarkets.com slash public dash disclosure slash.